three grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, geez, Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's happening? Welcome in. It is episode number 1472 of Jobbing Out. Of course, you boys wouldn't know this, I don't think. You want to make any guesses? Is that um, Brandon's white blood cell count? (laughs) (laughs) See, I don't know if that's funny because I don't know if that's a good number or a bad number. (laughs) Yeah, that's a terrible number. Over 500, I'm pretty sure you're dead. Oh, God. Oh, no. Um, uh, No, it was the number of pieces of shart that came out of my butthole while watching basketball today. Sounds yeah, going heartbeats yeah. per minute for you. Yeah. Well, actually, I was going to ask if that's how many times Maryland almost blew the game. Yeah, God damn it. Well, anyway, they won. Uh, nobody's going to hear this. Uh, we got to record a guest on Friday this week, so nobody's going to hear this until late Friday, mid- midway Friday afternoon. So uh, most people will probably listen after Saturday, and then we'll just be even angrier. So it's what it is. I'm uh, I'm Glenn. He's Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. He's Brandon Linton, of course, from Rams Head Live, and he is. The main event. There he is, AJ Francis, who uh, is going to be in Jacksonville on Saturday watching Maryland LSU. So if you're going to be in the neighborhood, stop by, buy him a beer. Uh, buy him three, in fact, because uh, the man deserves three. Buy me drinks. Right. Buy me drinks. And he'll he'll need buy that for the drinks. game. And he is, by the way, the Sausage Castle Wrestling Champion. So treat him the way that he deserves to be treated. So, and still. Yeah, so explain to me, you didn't know who you were going to be facing going in to this most. No, I did not. You know, I'm a real fighting champ. Uh, I just like your hero, John Cena. Right, just like his childhood <laughs> hero. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that I was going to be faced by a demented clown. And, you know, brothers from the hood don't mess with clowns anyway. So that was very messed up. For what it's worth, most white guys don't mess with clowns either. What, like, was it Doink? Did Doink answer your challenge? No, it was Chuckles, the clown. Oh, mm. oh he's a piece of ass. I'm glad you kicked his ass. I'm glad you kicked his ass. So AJ remains Sausage Castle Wrestling champion. This guy, Aaron, still hasn't seen my five-star classic. I, I haven't had a chance to see it yet. Go on my Instagram. You think there's a by the at way AJ Francis four one zero since you clearly don't know who, don't follow me. Well, hang on and watch my five star classic I put on with Chuckles the Clown. Are you really gonna let him get away with that? By the way, like, are you really gonna let him say he hasn't had a chance? Like, yeah, Aaron... I mean, it's it's literally like very easy to take five minutes and watch the match like like aaron has so scary busy and important that there's no way that's right any possible meanwhile way. by the way by the way this week the same weekend that i wrestled chuckles the clown 
I edited the video and made four new songs for my album. But Aaron doesn't have time. No, Aaron's it's just too busy. He's a really important person. He's got hey, a lot of appointments. I'm kind of a big deal. What he's, can I say? He's got to masturbate to six like German wrestling matches that none of us have ever heard of before. He just <laughs> doesn't have any time, man. It's the way that it goes. There you go. Later on in the program, as I mentioned, we got a guest, Matt Taven, who uh, I hear has a pretty big match coming up. I hear... There's maybe something that people might be interested in that he's going to be involved with at Madison and, Square Garden. And speaking of five-star matches, just came off of going a 60-minute Broadway yeah. with Jay Lethal. Yeah, and so they, they ended up no... neither There was no winner of that match. If you don't know what happened, there was no winner of that match. So they both end up in the main event at Madison Square Garden for the uh, G1 Supercard event uh, the night before WrestleMania, where they will both be facing a man perhaps you've heard of. Uh, a bit of a, a villain, if you will. And and in Marty's rule, and not just that, they didn't want to have it, so one guy can't be involved in the fall, so it's a ladder match at MSG. That's pretty great. That's going to be a pretty effing great main event the night before WrestleMania, man. That's going to kick ass. So we'll talk to Matt Taven about that. So are we going to the Hall of Fame or are we going to that? Well, Aaron's going to that. I'm going to that. I've been going to that for six months now. I'll go wherever Brandon wants to go because Brandon's the one that has cancer and might die any moment. So, you know, like it's it's yep. that's the way that this works. So I think I think we default to Hall of Fame unless, you know, something Not, So else. Saturday Night Lives out I I'm I have not, I look. I, I, I have nothing to say. That's all I can say at this point. I have nothing to say. I wish I could give you an update. I knew we were like up against it and I have heard nothing. So I hope that, that still becomes an option, but I can't tell you, unfortunately. That's just where we are with that. I, I would love for it to still be in play. I would love for that to be the case, and then we could go do that. But instead, we can go to the Hall of Fame. We can throw up our DX chops, and then we can go get some pizza or something. I don't know. We'll go have a nice night. Te technically speaking, if we have SNL, we could do like half of Hall of Fame and then jump in. A... I just want to see Tory Wilson. Yeah, I mean, well, I would. Now, what's the you... chance? Now, hang on a second. What's the chance that we don't need to do the Hall of Fame in order to see Tory Wilson that weekend, AJ? I mean, pretty good chances, but I want to see her speech because, you know, I know her personally. Are you expecting that she will give you a shout-out at some point during the speech? No, and the I'm good news is we know it would be near not. the beginning of the show, too. So if we wanted to see, like, the first half, yeah, we'd we probably always run out. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. So we'll continue. And we don't have to see all the DX masturbating at the end. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm, it's I'm so sick of that shit, man. All right, um, let's uh, let's get into what happened this week. We'll try to go through Raw and, and uh, this week. You know what? Maybe we should start with SmackDown. Let's go with SmackDown yeah, first. Yeah, we should probably start with SmackDown first. Uh, AJ, let's begin by having you ask us a question. Uh, who had the best match in WWE this week? So what do we do about the Gauntlet match? We've always think it was the best match. We've always split up the Gauntlet into segments. If there's, I don't think, and either way, and either way, I still don't think it was the best match. No. I no. agree. Okay. The best match of the week was Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. It was really good. There's no question about that. It was. I, I was going with the NXT Five Way. I, I was also going with the NXT Five Way. Now this is the problem that I haven't seen the NXT Five Way yet because. Well, if I tell you there's a Five Way between Adam Cole, Aleister Black, Ricochet, <laughs> Velveteen Dream, and Matt Riddle, what do you a think your AJ, opinion of the match AJ, is going to be? AJ, go ahead and update the standings, pal. Just go ahead and get those standings updated because we. <laughs> We ain't gonna end up arguing on this one now, are we? Yeah. And Glenn is no Respect. longer a spoiler who wins that match. Wait, what? I haven't watched yet. Yeah, I... but it's public now. Okay, we're, but... we're, we're gonna talk about it in 
at some point God damn during it. the show. God damn it. Fine. Go ahead. I don't care. Are, are we going to talk about it right now? It's Adam Cole, baby! baby. So, yes, Adam Cole. Falls. Yeah, and, and Gargano are facing each other in a two out of three falls match to main event takeover. Which, which is great, right? Like, that's totally fine. I have no problem with it whatsoever. But you can't help but, like, I know uh, Brandon and I it's were talking a about. It's consolation prize. That's the thing, right? Like, you. Especially after how perfectly they did it last week on NXT. Especially after how wonderfully they set the whole thing up. How great Gargano looked in that moment. Like, you can't help but be disappointed and sad that you're not getting the thing that you want WrestleMania weekend. And there's really no way to ever make... This This was something that was almost going to be untouchable. It was perfect. It was everything you wanted. And they did a great job of getting it there. And now you're not going to get it. Although what's kind of cool is, like, the way that they continue to air everything. And the way that they have not kept Gargano up on SmackDown and Raw makes me feel like they can just delay this till whenever Ciampa can do it and Gargano like Ciampa's not going to be back for a very long yeah they're talking about a year they're not keeping Gargano down for it yeah his his neck is yeah it was a neck surgery okay I I thought it was more like a six month I I, I would no I'd I'd say earliest we're talking about is the Rumble well then they could just do it at WWE then Right, you know, whatever. But, but, but I, you know, it but forever. Yeah, and that's fine. But you know, it wouldn't quite be the same. Like you just know but this changes everything because now it makes me feel like Adam Cole is going to win. Uh, he I, should win. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I definitely think he's going to win. He should win. I agree. Uh, yes, I agree. Right, like just go ahead. No, guy shouldn't get the title unless he's getting it from Champa. I, I agree with all these things. I really do. I really do agree with all these things. Um, that's yeah. the moment. It's just a bummer because, like, I feel like he deserved that moment, and it would have been so awesome. Yeah. But, but you know, things change and plans change. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with getting Jerry Gar- Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole at, like the night before WrestleMania it's, or the two nights before WrestleMania. It's and, not as if. That's and if Johnny Gargano beats him, then what do you do? You know. Uh-huh. It makes more sense for Adam Cole yeah, there's to nothing, win. There's nothing there at that point. Absolutely, it makes more sense for Adam Cole to win. Um, all right, let's all right, get back to SmackDown. SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, let's get back to SmackDown. Now that you guys have sucked the life out of me watching NXT later, thanks for that. Um, let's uh, let's get into it. I there's I have no problem at all with what they did. I really don't. It's of course it's nonsensical and you know like, but that's the idea. The idea is Vince McMahon is evil and they're trying to make him evil and it helps make Kofi Kingston look like more and more of a babyface in the process. And we all know that it's going to lead to there being some other way for Kofi Kingston to get into the match. It's 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 a little silly that like literally none of the other participants in this thing are like, hey, I kind of want to have a match. At right now, there's no WWE title match on WrestleMania. I mean, that's a little it's a little silly, and it's like again because we all know that we're ultimately going to get there. I really don't have a problem with what they did on Tuesday night because I just think it keeps. Kofi did you hear? Did you hear the air get sucked out of the room uh, when, when yes. Daniel Bryan hit three? Oh yeah, it was wonderful. It was it was wonderfully done. But you know, as Glenn said, it is a little bit silly. But everything they're doing is wonderful. And actually, you know what? It was funny. My wife, as soon as Daniel Bryan came out, said this, and and it really hit me. She said, uh, "Wait, so if Kofi beats Daniel Bryan after beating five other guys, why do we think Daniel Bryan has a chance at WrestleMania?" And she was right. Like, if you're going to do that with Daniel Bryan, that was the correct decision there. 
Um, yeah, I, I agree. Look, I think it's the correct decision. I, there's a couple of things going on. They don't really need to announce this match right now because WrestleMania is loaded, right? Like, it's okay that they wait another week to make the match official, and it was never going to be the match that was going to have the the posters and the big signs in New York or anything like that. It's clear. It's and again. It, not saying it doesn't deserve that because Kofi Kingston's great. We just all know when you've got Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins and when you've got Ronda Triple Rally, H and Batista. Right. Those are going to be the matches that are going to get more attention. So I think it's okay. Oh, and don't forget the first female ever main event. Right. Correct. All of those things. I think it's just fine that you're not making this match official just yet. And in the process, I, I do think that it was you're trying to drag out. What, when, was, when did this Kofi moment really start? We got to go back to the gauntlet match and the, the previous gauntlet match. And I'm trying to think date wise when that was. I'm trying to think of. Oh, that was uh, like February. It was about a month ago, a month or five weeks right. ago. As AJ, for as much as we beat up AJ about, as he correctly points out all the time, it does not take long for WWE fans to get tired of something or to just not be as hot about it as they were in the original moment. And so. It actually, to me, is really well done to keep trying to give more Kofi overcome moments on the road to WrestleMania to try to keep this as hot as absolutely possible. I actually start to wonder if they're not going to do the Daniel Bryan thing and never give Kofi Kingston an announced match for the title at WrestleMania. That It's just going to be a continued pursuit. More things he has to do between now and then and perhaps still have to go through maybe the match. He has to win the Andre the Giant Battle Royal to get the title and shot. How fitting would it be? That's actually what I thought was going to happen. At that the would be fantastic, and Glenn would have to shut up forever. It would be great because <laughs> it would make that match mean something for a change. I'd be all in. But the point I still being, think Kevin Owens is hanging around strangely, and will have something to do with how Kofi gets. Well, here's another thing they did, and I think this would be smart storytelling is like, they went out of their way to have every face, like, during every one of their segments, be like, good luck, Kofi, and all this shit. Right. And then they had them all watching the monitors during, the, like, could they stage, like, a walkout? That's where I think they're going. This is going to be Occupy SmackDown, but it's instead of having, you know, hundreds of fans in the ring, it's going to be the faces uh, threatened to walk out. By the way, w wouldn't, wouldn't it be cool if they tanked a whole, whole episode for this? And, like, every match was, like, you know, the Colognes versus, <laughs> you know, like, the whole show was shit because of nobody wanted to wrestle. I don't know if I really want a whole show. But I, I get what you're going. I don't know that I want it for two hours. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's great storytelling move, but in the past when they've tanked, you know, remember WW, or, uh, NWO Nitro where the whole thing was them, like, building a set and taking down a set? It didn't well, really work. That's <laughs> shitty WCW. I'm just talking about like they it'd be good storytelling though. Yes, yeah. Up, was, I mean, it wouldn't be great for the live audience for there, sure. There was but. A, there was a small plot hole, by the way, in what they were doing backstage, which is that he had banned the New Day from going out to the ring. He didn't ban any of the other faces. And while they yeah. were all back there cheering as Kofi was having the life choked out of him among the ropes, a little bit of a plot hole that no one would have run out to Kofi's aid in that situation because the New Day wasn't allowed to. Like, that was a bit of a plot hole. Now, again, I get the idea is you want Kofi to do all of this on his own to keep making him look stronger and stronger and stronger. You know, like, I get that. But that was a little bit of a plot hole in that situation. All well, that it's, a ch it's a chilling effect. New Day told them not to go out because it would jeopardize his shot. 
but it wasn't. They 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 could have just announced nobody. Everybody else. Is yeah, but can Vince McMahon could just be like, "Fuck you." Nah. Yeah, you know, I mean, someone considering came Vince added a six guy. To that is true. Now, that <laughs> yeah. part, you are right about <laughs> that. That is fair. Said, that is fair. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The Usos came out. Now you don't win. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll hear you on I, that. I'll hear you on I, that. And I love the way they did it. Like. You know, he he convincingly beat the first two guys, and then the last three guys were roll-ups, were, you know, various well, things, were using be, his right. veteran advantage. That was the perfect way to do it. Absolutely. Perfect it's, way it's, to do it. That's good storytelling. And again, I, I'm not, it wouldn't surprise me at all if we never get an announced Kofi Daniel Bryan Mania title match, and it happened, it has to come, whether it's the Under the Giant Battle Royal, or whether it's Kevin Owens, or whatever it is, that it just, it never gets announced until that night. Because they don't need to necessarily, and because everybody is smart enough to know it's going to happen. Like, we know that Daniel Bryan is going to defend the belt at WrestleMania, so we don't necessarily need it at this point to be something that they announce for, what, one, two weeks of promotion at that point? Not necessary. I'm okay with them continuing to drag this thing out. I think that helps keep Kofi hot going into WrestleMania. I think it keeps the fans from getting complacent in the process and keeps them on the edge of their seats. I actually think at this point it's a good idea to continue to try to find more and more ways for Vince McMahon to screw Kofi between now and when you actually get to WrestleMania. I guess the question is how many more ways can you do it? That's a fair question, right, yeah. It's a fair question. I was, look, I was not going to be surprised at all when when Vince McMahon came out at the point, everybody, we all knew there was too much time before 10 o'clock for that to be the end of the night, right? Like we all realized that. But it wasn't going to surprise me if what he had done is come out and say, you're right, Kofi, I told you you'd have a WrestleMania opportunity, and you do, because you won this match, you're in the Andre the Giant Battle yep. Royal. Like, that, I thought... I thought that's where they were going. I would have loved that, by the way. That would have been a 10 if that's what they done. But as it turns out, what they did was great, too. So, uh, I'm good with all of it. I'm all on board as far as that's concerned. And that's the... Like, are there any other pieces at this point? Like, I we don't yeah. There's there's one more thing I want to bring up, and it, it mainly spans from I don't know if you guys saw uh, the the video that they put WWE.com posted of the new day in the locker room, and then uh, Biggie posted something on on Twitter and Instagram after yes. kind of addressing it. Did you guys see that no, at all? I did not. I did. I did. Okay, so basically the locker room was it was Biggie and Xavier basically saying. There's a glass ceiling here. We've done all we can. We might as well just quit now. And Kofi trying to talk them down. And Biggie then late the next day posted uh, basically kind of the same thing. Where the one thing that really stood out to me that you know we still don't exactly know why Vince McMahon is going so over the top. And the way that Biggie was talking, they're strongly hinting that it's it's racism, which is an interesting. I thought an interesting way to go character wise. They already did that though when Kofi said you never let somebody that looks like me be And and that's yeah, and that's the thing. And they they keep harping on that. Without flatly and without flatly saying it, they're saying that Vince McMahon's the character is racist, which is interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of glass ceiling talk in that promo. I don't know what to make of that. How many how when was the last time there was a black WWE champion? Don't worry, I wait. Oh, oh, you'll have to. You're gonna have to wait. Was it like Mark Henry? Well, he wasn't WWE champion. He was World Heavyweight yeah, champion. Was same with Booker. Yeah. So it depends. You know, The Rock is half. The Rock, and yeah. he's half, and he don't look like he's. He look like me. Yeah. He don't look like Kofi. Well, and and that's you know that's kind of the point. And and yes, it is. I'm just. I guess I'm not surprised they're going this way from a character perspective, but I, I do find it a little interesting that they're going that direction. Um. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how much further they go with it. Like, I don't think at any point you actually have someone use... I would be stunned if they would allow a character <laughs> yeah. to use the word racist. I would be stunned yeah. if that were to occur. But they're letting people go right up to that line. Uh-huh, but I think they want this. I think they want this conversation. I think they they want the fact that they can add in one more element of 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 people being into it. Look, we we talked about... Who did we who did we have on that was in the crowd the night that Ron Simmons won the title? Who was who was on the show? Was it Sean Creedle? Was Sean I, I was gonna say I think I think it was Sean. I think it was Sean Creedle who was in the crowd that night. I, I think that if they're planning for Kofi to win the title, I do think they want it to be as celebrated as humanly possible, right? And so the notion that he's overcoming something, even if they're unwilling to use the word adds to it in some way um it's not just any other you know character that's been around for some time that hasn't gotten opportunities it's it's more than that it is a glass ceiling situation i think they want to create a big over-the-top moment if they're going to do this now you have to have it happen right like you cannot can't be a booker t situation correct you cannot do all of this and then pull that's that's that is a that's a bad look if you do all this and then pull the rug out that's a really bad look but to build towards that moment you know i i get it i i dig it aj do you have a problem with it at all no i mean it's true that's i think that's the awkward part <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that that's why i'm that's surprised why they're doing it because it, it's true Oh, man, yeah, that's that's the reality. I mean, like, there's not a whole lot you can do about that. That's the reality, and that's the situation that you're in. Like, Mark Henry is what a two-time champ. How uh, many yep. times did Booker T win the the World Heavyweight Title? I think it was just once, right? Well, it was just was, the one time was, as King Booker. I was going to say I do happen to know that Booker T was a five-time, 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 five-time. I know. Yeah, one in WWE, right? That's it. Then you got Rock. I'm, bro, I'm with you. I, I'm, well, I'm yeah. with you. I mean, this is this is what this is what it is. There's no getting around that. Like it's and, real. And counting the rock, counting the rock is something that like white people would. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we're basically just saying like, he's not white. Right. That's all we're doing. We're, no, they had the rock. Yeah. They didn't have a black champ. Yeah. We're acknowledging that he's not white, and that's all we're doing. Correct. That's entirely true. Um, obviously, our truth should have been champion. Well, yes. For all of the last 10 years. I mean, he should have been. The fact that he hasn't been is proof of racism right there. I, frankly, it's proof of stupidity. It's proof of everything. It's a, it's a major failure. Uh, they use all the isms to describe it. All right. Um, do, we, do we have any gut about the Asuka thing? Like, do we have any real feel for what they're doing there? My, my gut at this point is they just throw everybody in. That's all. They're, they're, there's no way you can sell me on there being somebody that comes out of that mix that you that you can absolutely um, I I think it's a triple threat with um Rose and Sonia Deville. And that's That's fun. the only story you have right now. Right. You can so. yeah. you can do that and that's... They, they posted a video where they sort of it was they're doing a lot of this online exclusive stuff right now um that isn't on the show which I don't understand cuz it seems like there's space on the show for like a 2 second promo but um they posted a, an exclusive video with uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville where they sort of are starting to uh, tease that. Okay, and that's I think that's better than all five, but frankly, I I don't it, think it's the same thing. Right, to that's, me. Yeah. that's sort of the... Oscar wins. <laughs> I, I like I I was thinking about it. What AJ said last week about Ember, 
and then it goes back to like if they're doing the female battle royal, have it be for a shot at Oscar and have Ember win. That's best case scenario. Oh, I, I mean, I would have loved that, but they're you know this is what they're doing. It's pretty apparent at this point. Where is Ember Moon? Is she hurt? She's. I think she's just on Raw and doesn't have anything to do right now. Really? Oh, because it's so dominated by yeah. The, that's the only thing I don't like about the storyline, and is it's like it's very. And I said this, I think, a couple months ago, that this was going to be a problem. It minimizes the whole of the women's division. I, I well, but like, you know, at the same, t- they've simultaneously had a really good story to tell with the women's tag teams. It's just that. Right now, Ember Moon doesn't have a tag team partner. Like, most of the women on the roster are involved in some sort of storyline right now on Raw. On Raw, the majority of the women have been involved of late. It's just that Ember Moon hasn't. Now, why that is, I I don't like it because I like Ember Moon a lot. But I think that at the moment, there are far more women on the main roster, particularly on Raw, involved in storylines and going towards a pay-per-view than there ever have been before. by the way, I'm looking at it now. She might actually be injured. It does look like she, uh, she suffered an injury back in say. January. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that- to, to, to me, she was on TV so much that, like, she had to have been hurt. Well, and she's Ember Moon. She's great. You know I mean? She should be on all the time. I mean, Alexa. I, I, well, never mind. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll, we'll, get, to, <laughs> we'll get to Raw. Um, it could be because she's black. <laughs> <laughs> Vince McMahon is in charge. Uh, Wait, uh, did Naomi already have a match this week? That's a pretty good tipping, dude. That's a pretty uh, good tipping. Oh, because you're black? Yeah. No, I got that gator bit my hand off. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done, dude. That is really, really good. All right. Um, anything else from SmackDown we need to cover? Uh, do you think it's first of all, Dominic seeing him back was cool? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know where they're going. Yeah, I like. <laughs> I like it, but I just don't know where they're going with it. That's all. Well, yeah. they're, they're going to have Joe choke him out. That'll probably be his entry entryway into getting into the company. Like, like he's a wrestler. Exactly, right, but you think they're exactly immediately putting him on the main brand. roster? You think he's immediately part of the SmackDown brand? No, but I think that you kind of introduce him, hey, he's around, and that way you can pull it back down the line. You have some footage of him for when he does you know, come up or whatever. Okay. And, and, you know, it builds heat. I, I think the other question there is, is it just Joe versus Ray, or do we see more people get added? I um, think they leave it. John Cena sucks! John Cena sucks! Uh, he's he's going to be somewhere else. Did uh, you guys see what he posted on Instagram? No. I didn't, John, but I Cena posted, John Cena posted a picture of a fan holding a sign that says, Baron Corbin is trash. On yeah. Instagram. It's kind of well, great. We'll get to that. That's kind of great. Yeah. I do kind of love that. Oh, you saw that Instagram post. Yeah, right. Of course, Aaron had time to <laughs> see saw, that. I didn't see it. <laughs> Aaron's got a lot of time on his hands, just not uh, the look at what his boy's doing. And a hell of a friend he is. Um, yeah, all right. I, look, who else would be added at this point? Kevin Owens? Well, Andrade. Yeah, okay, Andrade. Andrade, sure, could be added to that. Because, again, you can Andrade to anything Rey Mysterio is doing, and we'll say thumbs up all around. I um, I think they leave this like it is. They can put all those guys in the Andre Battle Royal. Um, I, I think that introducing the... Like, I don't think they... Like, I agree with Aaron. This is definitely leading to Samoa Joe, like, choking out his son or something. Like, I don't feel like you can do that in a multiple person match i feel like this is like 
probably the start of like a couple of match program with them. Like they'll do WrestleMania and whatever the next. So two also, I have a question: Is Dominic's mom a giraffe? <laughs> <laughs> well, we know who his dad is. Eddie Guerrero. Right. Yes. Ah, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> That's right. Right. No doubt, man. No <laughs> doubt. That is great. That is great. All right. Anything Anything else? The Miz. Oh, the Miz I mean, had a great promo. He had a great promo. Because he's the Miz. I just still don't like it, man. I just still can't help. But I, here's the thing. I think this whole thing is the kickoff to the year that he wins the, the WWE title. I think sometime this year... This is this is all to build him up to have the big face title moment, which I know you don't like. Which cause... which which can come after Kofi wins this belt, and I'm telling you, I really think Daniel Bryan's going to win the rematch on yes. Tuesday Night SmackDown. And that all makes sense. And if you're saying that's what you're building up to at SummerSlam is Daniel Bryan the Miz, that's all well and good. It's just that it should not be like this, like. This is not how we're supposed to be getting Daniel Bryan The Miz. Now, is there some weird world where you get it the first time at SummerSlam, and by the time you get to WrestleMania next year, the two have gone back to the roles they're supposed to be in? You know, like that. Here's here's where you're kind of wrong, though. Um, this whole story, if you, you this all makes sense. Like if you if you watch the linear like way that the story has gone over the past couple of years, the whole thing has been The Miz telling the truth about Daniel Bryan, right? Like, it kind of blurred the lines. Some of the stuff was true. I mean, uh, most of it was true. Um, and, and he can now turn the tables and say he was right all along about Daniel Bryan. And, you know, I think this makes sense. I think I don't think this is weird at all. I mean, I think it's not what we want or what we wanted. But I think that in the context of what they were doing with The Miz, um, it kind of works Look, you know miz sammy Zayn, and kevin owens were right about shane mcmahon and daniel bryan all this time and that's fine yep. right that part about it is fine it's fine and nobody's saying it's going to be bad because these performers are unbelievable so they can do anything right it's just that no it's not the thing that we want it's not the moment it's not the big thing and ultimately the miz can can deliver a fine face promo and i think the miz could be a face for a while but ultimately, but honestly, no, but Glenn, I, I don't agree with that because the Miz is the person that hasn't won the WWE title in eight years. Right, I understand the that. The Miz is the person who main evented one WrestleMania and hasn't main evented a WrestleMania since. Daniel Bryan main evented WrestleMania thirty. Daniel Bryan is going to be in one of the most talked about matches in this year's WrestleMania. Miz hasn't had those opportunities. And again, so, all of that to me sells you being a face going into SummerSlam. You want to take this from WrestleMania to SummerSlam and be a face, that's fine. But beyond that, The Miz is one of the greatest heels that we've had in the history of wrestling. And The Miz should be a heel, period. He's too good at it in an era where there aren't that many guys that are that great at it. Right now we're talking yeah, about... You, you, say, you say that, but if, when The Miz beats Daniel Bryan, it's going to get a massive pop right, when at, and I'm, I'm saying at SummerSlam, that makes sense. At SummerSlam, it's a great thing to do. But after that... Go right the world. Get the world back in line and allow for this to be reversed by WrestleMania next year. Let The Miz go back to being the best heel on the face of the planet and have Daniel Bryan have the moment to get over on him. Well, let's let's see where 
we are then. You know what I mean? I don't think we need to book a year because out. They, like that's not the way this shit know, works anymore. Well, a we sure. Though, if I would have told you Dan O'Brien would be the heel champion going into WrestleMania, you'd be like, that's stupid. <laughs> that would no, I, I would exactly have, but again, my point. It's the same and thing. You would that, be so against it. it when I wouldn't. Right, but it's the same thing I'll say all the time. I think Daniel Bryan can do this for some time because he's Daniel Bryan. It's not as if I ever doubt that these guys are capable of doing it. No, but you, you never would have thought it would be this good, though. Expected. You would have been against him being the heel. You would have argued about the comeback. Well, we, we, we would have said that there's no way people would boo them. And, it's up, yeah, and he's done such an amazing job of doing everything I bet, so perfectly to draw boots. I, it's I, amazing. I go back to, I don't, th none of that's true because I never said that about the Miz turning face. I would never say there's no world in which you couldn't get Daniel Bryan to boo people. Daniel Bryan's too good for me to ever think that. And I didn't think that about the Miz. I haven't thought that about these talents because they're that good of talents. They're that good at what they do that they can make these things happen. But ultimately, the better moment, the bigger money moment will forever be Daniel Bryan going over the Miz. You won't get something bigger than that. That's fine. In the meantime, these things are cool, and they're working, and I'm digging that. But you can't pretend like these guys ultimately aren't at their best, and it's best for the business, if they don't ultimately go back to being the thing that they're best at being. And the thing that we really, in our heart of hearts, want them to be. We really do... At, even you could sort of feel it a little bit on Tuesday night, where like people want to boo The Miz because he's The Miz! And it's not because he's not a great performer, but you want to boo him because you like booing The Miz. You love him and still like booing him. And so, ultimately, they should go back to that. I get it. This is cool, and it makes it better when they do that they have a run where he was a face, and it sort of freshens the whole thing all over again when he does something crappy again in the, fu in the future. But part of this also is how much I just don't think that Shane McMahon is good at anything. <laughs> and so this is... It's clouding my judgment of anything at this point. Is that Shane he's, McMahon? He's is, a means to an end right now. He's, and and no more than that. And right. no more than a means to an end. It is bad. Now, if we don't get the Mean Street Posse, Shane should just go away after Mania. I, he probably should go away after Mania, anyways. <laughs> but at least if we get the Mean Street Posse out of it, I'd be okay. If we get unannounced Mean Street Posse, that means he's winning. <laughs> well, hold on. But then the Mistourage comes out to even the odds. Oh my God! I'm not. <laughs> Mania has just been saved. I'm not opposed to any of that. Let me make that very clear. With what, where, where we are, I think that all works. I think that all works. All right. Anything else from SmackDown? Uh, the Iconics pinned Bailey and Sasha. Uh, and the Iconics are great. So if they don't walk out of Mania as champs, then like, are we bringing the sign? Yeah, if, if Iconics if, don't if, win, if, we ride. I'm in favor of it. I will. Really There's pass. too many people in that match, man. There's no way that uh, Bailey and Sasha lose. Uh, yeah, but Iconics, they, they need to win everything every they, time they until they lose to the Sky losing. Pirates. But they could lose without losing, and then that. Well, but the other know. the other argument I would make right now is that again we keep talking about all these other moments that we're kind of expecting during the course of the night. Um, and, and like I think we're, we're all kind of wavering a little bit more on the Seth Rollins Brock Lesnar thing and in fact we might all be leaning more towards Brock Lesnar at this point but I think when you're I think when you're expecting so many other moments I, I don't know I feel like the Iconics winning at Wrestlemania is sort of one that you kind of have to be willing to do that's a really good and Sasha and Bailey will be fine and, and it's Sasha a heel you're having so many face moments you need right. some heel stuff Right. I and agree. you know that Beth Phoenix is preparing to to body slam Nia Jax. That, which, I feel like that yes, is going to happen. Which will be kick-ass, and I'm all in favor of that. 
All right, when we come back in, we'll talk about what happened on Raw this week. That's next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. He's Brandon. And he's... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. If trying something new was a bad idea, many of us would still be wearing polyester. This message is brought to you by Glory Days Grill. You may know us for our great burgers and wings, but Glory Days pros mix it up with the fresh cedar plank salmon, cut in-house and grilled to perfection, or sizzling and juicy steaks, meaty ribs, we have handcrafted salads and sandwiches by our talented chefs. Change tastes good, we promise. Experience the Glory Days Grill menu in all its glory. Glory Days Grill, great food. Good sports. I've never been happier than right now. Damn, Gina. Back in here for segment number two of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and... It's so crazy. <laughs> Do the thing. Say you're the main event. The main event. AJ Francis. All right, boys. Uh, let's get into Raw from this week. Um, I, you know, first of all, you guys are right about Drew McIntyre and Seth Rollins. It was tremendous. It was tremendous. Um, don't say you guys. There was only one person that picked that for their match of the week. No, we all agreed it was great, though. It's just there's only one guy that picked it for match of the week. Well, again, true or false? Again, in fairness. So you hate the Velveteen Dream? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I just have eyes and saw Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins. It was it was really really good. Um, can we start somewhere else though? Because I said it on Twitter and it ended up uh, leading to Aaron again proving that he's the worst. Um. So I guess Braun Strowman's just over. Like it's just we're just packing it in and, and saying, hey, we gave it our best shot, but it's it's just not happening. There's nothing there. He's gonna be the big show moving forward, which is fine. Big show had a nice career. Like he's a Hall of Famer. He's a hell of a performer, and we all like the big show. But I think we thought we aspired to the idea that Braun Strowman was going to be something more than that. Yeah, I mean he's the big show. You're you're dead right. He's the big show. I, I think they think that you can just, you know, have him flip a car and he'll be just as hot as he was six months ago or nine months ago or 12 months ago when, again, he was red hot and didn't get a WrestleMania match or a real this WrestleMania whole, match. This whole problem was created when they turned him heel again. Like, they never should have done that and put him with Dolph Ziggler and, and Drew. They, that's That's when this problem started i barely I remember that happening that's the funny, yeah like, i mean it, it definitely happened remember it was right after uh SummerSlam. Oh, no, we tried to cash was, in the briefcase was, but it was right after he did all the crazy shit yes like exactly when he flipped the all the you know whatever everything he did that was crazy picking up things and smashing things and tipping things over um i didn't get it then i still don't get it and now he's clearly the big show and again, Big Show's fine. It's fine. It's just that it's... He'll get a title eventually right. because right. it's something to do. And But but we really know. thought the guy might be on his way to becoming like a face yeah. of the company yes. type of performer because he was that kick-ass. And I, 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 I it's not his fault that, that um, Roman Reigns beat cancer. Well, I would, look, I get it. I, and again, the argument that you're making is that he would have been in the spot versus Drew McIntyre, which would have been a good spot. And it would have been certainly better than what they're doing with him. Well, just let me say this. I don't think it's completely over. And and the re- 
reason I say that is because I went to that house show in Fairfax and he was the headliner and he was the most over guy and he was the one they were selling the autograph posters of and he was the one all the little kids had the shirt of. So there's still something there and I think if they write it the right way they can get it back there but I think they have an embarrassment of riches at this point and I don't think they know what to do with all of it and I think that he is like like AJ said he's a victim to Reigns coming back and them just having too many main event stars and just not having spots or knowing what to do with all of them. There's something to be said for that, but like we don't even know if he's a face or a heel at the moment. Like we legitimately He's clearly a face. Yeah, he's very clearly a face. Is he? Because I'm they're, they're setting up sad the Saturday Night Live people as heels. You don't do that if he's a face. But they didn't do that with Michael Che. They didn't make Michael Che a heel. They made no, they, they, they kind of did the dick, the dickish Twitter stuff. But they made Che kind of. Well, we're just talking about the screen on screen. Well, but they showed the Twitter stuff on screen. Like they're they're uh, using that into the they story. Have not really sold. Well, the I idea didn't of that see being that. But on, on, yeah. I'm just going off of like what I saw. It looked like they were making Che kind of like a face, but Jost was like a douchebag heel. Yeah, but they, that's the thing. They haven't sold that strongly enough for me to really know exactly what Braun Strowman's supposed to be at the moment. Well, Colin mo- Jost said he could beat Braun Strowman. Right, right. <laughs> Colin Jost is clearly supposed to be an asshole. Like, I get that. But, like, again, the whole thing is so... This is the problem. This is the Braun Strowman issue, which is because they flipped him so much and because they didn't have a determined path for him for so long, I'm sitting here saying all I really know that they think of Braun Strowman is he's strong. That's it. That's all I really know that they think that he is at this point. Is, well, on, on, I can tell you, on, on the house show, he is all the way 100% baby face, hugging kids. Like, um, it, it, it's still there. I just think they need to figure it out. I mean, I hope. I hope, man. I, I, I think you're right, by the way, that they think they can just flip a switch. Yes. I just, I, I'm concerned that at some point they're going to try to flip the switch and it's not going to work. Yeah. Here's the problem. The problem is us. The people, the... Like the asshole people that are on TV, at the TVs and cheering and, and booing and yelling. Those are the people that I don't know where he stands right now. Well, how you know we, what I mean? How are we supposed to know where he stands? <laughs> well, no, that's insane. But I think the kids just like the, right, the big guy. That, but they like that with Kane forever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Kane sure. could come out today and they would still have that crowd. You know what I mean? Like, And, and at this point, you wouldn't know if he showed up today whether he was a face or a heel. And, so and, and like you said, there's, there's right. probably someone in an office office saying well if he punches um roman reigns he's a heel if he punches baron corbin he's a face right no problem right i mean that's <laughs> you probably know? what they think that's probably what they think um ronda rousey's husband is a factor now mm. um Did that punch looks stiff to you yeah he punched the shit on him <laughs> holy shit i'm there's so much here right like I'm sure, Aaron, the reason why you reacted the way that you did is because you're thinking back on the domestic violence allegations yes. that were alleged towards Travis Brown. <laughs> he, That part of this I'm less uncomfortable with because that really did seem to be a case of, while maybe while maybe there's something, it, all of the evidence seemed to suggest that perhaps that wasn't a black and white situation. And he was very much... There was enough mitigating evidence presented that I think that Travis Brown was welcomed back to a point that, like, I'm not really all that concerned about that part about it anymore. Um, it, it is a, it's a weird angle because, again, 
if that's what it's not weird at all if the whole point is to make Rhonda the heel that leaves because her right. her and her husband are tired of the bullshit. Right. If that's the direction that you're going, it makes all the sense in the world. If that's the direction you're going, it makes all the sense in the world. But why double down on Rhonda being a badass if she's just going to walk away? Because I don't think that they've made her a heel to this point. I think well, see, they've made her yeah, a badass. They've, they've made her, she, when she's been basically saying, I'm better than WWE, which is kind of the storyline they're saying, then yes, that's a very but heel she's move. she's saying that equally towards faces and heels. Like, See, I thought they, I thought they told a different story. I thought the story was he's the only one that can control her, and now they've banned him, so now no one can control her. I thought that was the point of that whole thing. Okay, and that's that's sort of an awkward. Well, that's an awkward like, storyline. <laughs> like that's a really. Well, I, I know, but yeah. it's sort of like she posted a tweet that said something like that. So I was like, okay, well, is that just trying to make her more scary? Like a Brock Lesnar and type, that's, and that's sort of, but that goes back to the point that I'm making, which is I don't think that they have portrayed her as a heel. I think they portrayed her as being an unbelievable badass, and that's a, a badass but, isn't but a plus heel. She's an asshole, though. Yeah, she's yeah. An, but she's I mean, an she's, she's calling the business we all love corny and fake, and she's above it, and no one can touch her because you're doing she, she comes from a real storyline. You're, you're, you're doing the Aaron thing. You're doing the Aaron thing. Don't do the Aaron thing. No, we've what? talked about this for weeks. This isn't the Aaron thing. This is. Yeah, it's she's not, very clearly a heel, and you're doing the Aaron. No, thing she's like not very no. clearly a heel. A very clear it's, heel it's, would be someone who aligns herself specifically. She's assaulted referees the last few weeks. She's talked shit about Becky. And said the WWE was carny and not yes. real. Becky, you're specifically yeah, using right there. You're specifically using certain things, but I would point out that so many of these things are things that Becky did too. Not the Becky, specific. Becky never fake, said I'm not, better than the business. This business basically sucks. Fake, but that's fine if you want to go that route. But she's doing it to everyone in a but face the, the heel world, including us, including the fans. Remember that that Becky character did start out as a heel. And the fans turned her right, face. Right, and that's the point. Fans love badasses. Always no, but they're not turning. Forever. They're booing Ronda because Becky. Well, right. and because because like, Ronda is doing some heel stuff that Becky didn't do. Becky Correct. didn't go after you know basically say you guys are stupid for watching this. That's basically what Ronda is saying right now. I disagree. Yeah. I disagree. I think it's more inclined that it involves. I think if this was right now, if it didn't involve Becky, I don't think the fans would be booing Ronda because she's kicking ass. Well, I you wouldn't be getting about eight people. Becky. Yeah, there, there's probably five to eight people that this would work as as Ronda is the heel, and they're all faces. You know, once you start to get into the tertiary people, then they cheer Ronda. Right. But like, if I, but if this was against Naomi, they would boo Ronda. I if this was against, a, but I think that's a fine line. I think it's a very fine line when you make someone look so strong and such a badass that at some point, how did it happen with Braun Strowman? He was a heel, but he was such a badass that we had to cheer for him. It didn't matter what he was doing. It didn't matter who he was doing it to. It but was... he didn't come out and say, all you people are fucking idiots. That's fine. Stuff like... We don't yeah. really her, see... her, her actions, you're right, could be considered but, as a but badass, also, but her explanations... You're also discounting, like, yeah, that's true about Braun Strowman, but Braun Strowman was like flipping over ambulances. I agree. And pulling down scaffolding. Ronda Rousey's taking out entire Ronda Rousey's, security forces. Ronda Rousey's just beating the shit out of Dana Brooke and referees. Right, but we like that. We like people that beat the shit out of people. We're in favor. Do we? 
We do. Do we like people beating the shit out of Dana Brooke, who clearly comes out and is so terrified? No, obviously. Let, let me ask you one question. Quiver. Is she being cheered? No, not at the moment. She's not. Correct. And what the fuck is the problem? Nobody said it. Again, I'm not saying it's a problem today, but this is an odd way to book it if she's just walking away. But this is, this is just... But you have to remember... This is a one-dimensional plan. It's not. It's not a way, bad way to book it if she's just no, walking away. It's the perfect she's way walk to book away it. Yeah. As a heel. Yeah. That's good. And then it doesn't matter how she comes back Heels. because if she's gone for like nine months, then it's just a clean slate. And if here's, if here's and and here's what it's doing perfectly. Like you're right that again by the actions there might have been a bit of a split crowd. This is making it so now Becky is defending WWE's honor against this infiltrator, and when I, she wins and when she sends the, is, the infiltrator really packing, it's even a bigger face. Moment. That's the weird part. We don't really want her to defend WWE's honor. We don't care about WWE. We like we Becky. care about wrestling. We do care about wrestling. It's not. Oh, I shouldn't say WWE. She's defending wrestling. Against this person who despises now wrestling, I don't want based to, on her words, this is like way overthinking this. This is just a way, like, to get her, her heat, so that Becky gets ninety percent of the crowd when she wins, or Charlotte gets ninety percent of the booze when she wins. <laughs> you know, like that's that's the but whole that's point not of this. How like, you do pe- that. Pe- they don't, they just don't want people to be cheering for Ron. They're not building up Daniel Bryan as a badass right now. He's a different kind of heel. They're not. I understand. Not every that. heel is created equally. It's a different story. They're doing a very different story here. Tell like me that who, one. It's all who, about Kofi. Tell me and who, dude. No, 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 no. Right now, tell me who the badass heels are. Tell me who your badass heels. That story isn't about Daniel Bryan. That story is about Kofi and Aaron right now, Glenn. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. You're all piling on something, and you're not going to be able to answer this question. Tell me who the great badass heels were. Tell me. What are you saying? Brock Who Lesner? were the heels that were over? Oh, Brock Lesnar has only become a heel because he's not on the show anymore. We were cheering Brock Lesnar a year ago. Brock Triple H was a Triple H. Triple H was chicken shit. When Brock Lesnar broke the streak, he was the biggest heel in the history. Because he of the broke business. the Undertaker yeah. streak, not because he was Brock Lesnar. Literally, how is there any difference? It was it was he was the heel because you Brock Lesnar broke the streak. Some heels. Right. Yeah. Because people didn't think Brock Lesnar deserved to break the streak. Correct. It had nothing thing. to do with whether or not he was a badass. It had nothing to do with any of that. It was because he was the guy that broke the streak, so we booed him. You don't if boo if, the if badass. If your argument is that a heel can never be a badass, I completely disagree with you. Tell me who they disagree. are. Name Drew them. Drew McIntyre is currently a badass. Yes. Drew McIntyre's chicken shit, too. He cuts well, corners. You well, have your heels just be cut Seth corners. Fair on Raw. And he beat the shit out of Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose the week before. And yet his entire run has also involved him being willing to cut corners. You have your heels cut corners. That's what okay, makes them heels. But he didn't. He, did he cut corners against Seth Rollins? It's one match. Raw? You're using one match. That doesn't work. You, he beat Kurt Angle fair multiple times. Kurt Angle could be beat by me. Dean Ambrose fair last week. Yes. You're saying because he's done that, that means he's never cut a corner? Not on a singles match. I started can't think I'm not saying one. he hasn't cut a corner, but I think you're being an asshole about this right, right because now. Because you I don't want to listen. That, to say that Ronda Rousey isn't a heel is ridiculous. She's yeah, a really badass that people would be cheering if Becky Lynch wasn't involved. We would love to watch Ronda Rousey kick Not if she was say, cutting the same promos, we wouldn't. No, and, and Charlotte could be booked in a way that she would be cheered over Ronda. 
Absolutely. You ever heard of the moon? Yeah, that part might be true, too. You might be right about that if they had positioned it that way. Because it's all circumstantial. It doesn't have to be universal. I'm not going to be surprised at all if Rhonda's not walking away. I don't think that they build her this way for her to just walk away. It doesn't seem to... I think that they perfectly build her to walk away to try to make a family with her husband. What? I think that they perfectly build her to walk away to make a family with her husband. That's why her husband is involved now. Right, and if they know she's coming back, which of course everybody knows exactly when you're going to be able to have a kid, right? Like, that works out, that math, every time you know exactly (laughs) how long you're going to be gone. But what does that have to do with the whole point of them leaving, though? Like. You she's are, gonna come back, and when she's back, because she's missed a year, it she's won't matter. Face again. But you yeah, don't know if she's gonna be back exactly. in a year. If she's walking away to build a family, it could be three years. This sure. notion that you okay. have any and, amount of time—how how does that point? change my argument? Why would you let someone be white hot going into that? She Why? is unbelievably white hot. There is no reason to let somebody be white hot going into walking away. That doesn't make sense. Yes, it does. Because, because the person beating the, the person. Match to That's be literally what Batista did the first time. They didn't know Batista was walking away at that point. He literally said, I quit. Right. They didn't know that. They didn't have advance notice that he was leaving at that point. He quit. How do you know that? I mean, I actually do know that because I know Batista through friends. I do know that. That's not me, and I think that's actually been very public. I don't think that's something that hasn't been covered before. They don't do that. They don't let a character get super white hot to just let them walk away for an undetermined amount of time. What about Dean Ambrose? But but they're doing it to make... But you're being the asshole here because they're doing it because she's trying to be the super-duper heel that Becky beats. But they didn't need that. She was already... Everything that happened with Becky was going to be just fine. No, 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 no. We didn't all agree on that a few months ago. We were worried that people were going to be cheering for Ron. We were all having the conversation of who's the face in the match. You can, it's like, yep. go back. Yep. We were arguing you about who is the face. Well, there's no fucking... It, it's clear now. Well, no, only to the Glenn, face. there's an argument. No, no. no. Becky was always going to be a face. Nobody was debating whether or not Becky was going to be a face. Wait, but, but Glenn, they're right where you were saying before, well... Ronda's the face, Becky's the tweener, Charlotte's the heel. Like, this was four weeks ago. Yes. Four weeks ago, and I didn't. I said the opposite. I said that Ronda no, was the didn't. tweener. I did not say that Becky was the tweener. No, you that, said they were I both faces. And no, Charlotte I said that Ronda was the tweener. Ronda, they were playing, I said all along, as being a star. You are completely wrong about this. I said all along that Ronda was the star. She was above having to be a face or a heel. And because she was the star, she was the face. No, I said it was different than that. You're making shit up because you don't like the argument. She was the star. She was above having to be a face or a heel. That's the way that it works. And I said even then, it was perfect. It was great to have her be the star that doesn't have to be a face or a heel. So she's above being the face or the heel. Why are you saying she's not a heel and she's definitely a face now? I didn't say she was definitely a face you're not listening to me you're just saying no, things to say them i'm saying no, she's I'm so white hot you're the one who came on here and said that a wrestler coming out and cutting a promo i'm saying, saying that, that wrestling is fake and that this is corny are bullshit and beating the shit out of refs is not a heel thing badasses no badasses will forever be loved we don't let badasses stay heels we never have 
We've never allowed a Nobody badass said to stay they have a heel. To stay them forever. She's, this is I don't for give a two fuck months. if she's a heel after WrestleMania. But that's Today, she's the heel. Right. Yeah. And if you're going to let her get this white hot, then you do it because you have her around past WrestleMania. Because well, you want to make a wager? You want to bet? No. I'm not going to do that because that's <laughs> stupid. Wrong. No. All Listen, of you can I, have your I opinions. I can't believe there's come a day where I agree with AJ and Aaron. That's and not fine. Glenn. You're allowed to. None of that is a problem. Nobody is saying this is definitely what's going to happen. But you're not going to present me the indication of someone who has been a badass heel for a prolonged period of time. That's Literally what I expect. What does the prolonged period of time have? Wait, wait, wait. What about, what about the other former Brock Lesnar's not yeah. on TV. But who, what, what about Brock when he first arrived? Well, wait, wait, wait. Brock, can you but just hold on a second. But wait, 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 wait. It's, wait. it's WrestleMania 35, right? Yes. Okay. Since WrestleMania 30, so for the past five years, when has Brock Lesnar been a face? He's not on TV. Like it's, when has he been a face? He's been a badass for five years. No, he, he hasn't been, been a badass. He's Brock. been booed because he's not on TV, dummy. You know that. They boo him because he's not on TV. When he was working with Roman Reigns, people cheered the shit out of Brock Lesnar. And you know because you bitched about it every week. You're yeah, dumb. and he was still the heel in those situations. People just cheered him. Because we like badasses. That's <laughs> no, the way because they hated Roman Reigns. Because they hated Roman Reigns. Until he had cancer. And he's a badass. <laughs> we boo him because he's not on TV. Because we hate the fact that the title isn't there. That's Listen, why we boo Brock Lesnar. I, I need to say something. I don't think any of our point is that this is supposed to be for a fucking year or some bullshit. Like, Literally all of us have so, said when she leaves and comes back, she's going to be a face. Yes. You're, we, we, we've all said that the whole time. Right. So then nobody say. So if your argument is this doesn't work for six months, I think we all fucking agree with that. But, but like... That's not the point. This is she's supposed to be the heel for this specific situation for the next three weeks, and whatever happens after that, who gives a shit? She could turn face on Raw the next day. Right. This is for this specific arc. Yeah, I, I just realized it's seven oh four, so I can't keep going with this. So I got to bail. I mean, it's just the way it is. I'm not. I'm not purposely trying to eject here. I just have to. I don't have a choice. Um, oh! I, 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 I don't. I really quick. I literally angle. just looked up and said seven oh four. I don't Full care. Record. What? Pull the cord, eject. Yeah, I mean, I, I, well, if I go, everybody's got to go. We can't keep the yeah, show going. He, he yeah, can't, he can't keep yeah. the recording running. That's, that's the way so, this works. I'm, I'm saying pull the cord, eject, because you're wrong. Okay, we got to go. Uh, Kurt Angle, who cares? It's what it is. I mean, who cares? Literally, who do, cares? Do, do you think it's Corbin? I don't. No. Or I, I think it might be, but I think they might do like a second match right after. No, nothing says last match versus Kurt Angle like losing to Apollo Crews. <laughs> um, yeah. God, yeah. Christ. Yeah. All right. All right. Anything else quickly? I got to go. Nope. Okay. Very good. We'll come back Bye. in. Segment number three. Matt Taven's going to join us next from Ring of Honor. We can scream later. It's uh, it's jobbing out. Maryland, it's the craziest time of year for college basketball. So don't miss a minute of the madness. Fridays through Sundays in March, watch your favorite teams compete for a spot in the championship on 74 feet of HD LED screens in the Sportsbook and Sports Bar at Laurel Park. With food and drink specials during games and thrilling live thoroughbred racing Friday through Sunday, there's no better place to indulge in the madness. Visit Facebook.com slash Laurel Park for details. We'll see you there. 
Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, and oh my god, if you did not see this match on Friday night, you are out of your ever-loving mind. Ring of Honor's 17th anniversary show in Vegas, 60 minutes. Our next guest went at it with Jay Lethal for the title, and it wasn't enough. And that sounds disappointing, but it sets up something even better because they're going to do it again, and they're going to add Marty Skrull into the mix at Madison Square Garden. Oh, before that, he's also coming to Baltimore next weekend to hang out at the UMBC Event Center. It's a pleasure to welcome in Mr. Matt Taven to Jobbing Out. Matt, it's Glenn and Aaron. It's great to talk to you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Oh, thank you for having me. And, uh, you know, simply put, if you didn't watch that match, uh, from last weekend, 17th anniversary, you are a Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, dude. Okay, so you guys find out this is going to be a 60-minute. Like, you get the word this is happening. Can you take me through how you put this thing together, knowing what you have to accomplish from this, knowing where you're pointed, everything that you want to do, how does it happen that we get this unbelievable thriller of a 60 minutes? I mean... It's it's hard to really put into words, um, but you know Jay Lethal is a hell hell of a competitor. As many bad things as I had to say about him being you know delusional, thinking that he's the champion, it's I'm delusional to say any bad words about him uh, in the ring. You know, throughout my career, whether it be a steel cage, whether it be over the television title, whether it be this past weekend, you know, me and Jay Lethal have brought out the best in one another. So when you go in there with such a incredible performer. It's, uh, I mean, it's not easy, but it really makes your adrenaline spike and it helps you get through things like that. Like, uh, you know, around the 55 minute mark, I end up doing that dive outside the ring. And there's, yeah. there's been times and matches where it's been the, you know, five minute mark. And I've been like, Ooh, my legs are kind of tired. I don't know if I'm going to hit this dive as nice as I normally do, but I was so full of adrenaline by the time that that time came, I, you know, I, I could have gone another half an hour. It felt like. I mean, I'm glad I didn't, but, um, you know, you just, that crowd was amazing. You know, Jay Lethal's an unbelievable competitor. I know what it means for me personally. You know, there's a lot of um, Melvins out there that don't believe in me, and I I couldn't (laughs) love that fact anymore because then I get a chance to go out there and go 60 minutes with another one of the best wrestlers in the world and show all of them how stupid they sound. So for me personally, it's... it's, um, it's one of those things where it's like, this is, this is what you were built for, this is what you wanted, and this is what you've been working towards. Now it's time to go out there and get it. And uh, whew, I could tell you about 15 minutes in, I was a little bit worried, but about half an hour in, I was like, let's do this. Let's turn it up. So um, it, it, was, it was quite the match, and uh, you know, it, it speaks to, to what the human body can do when, it, when adrenaline's involved. Let me add one more thing before I let Aaron jump in. It, the other part of this is it's the last big sell before maybe the most important show in the history of a company that you so happen to be headlining. How much of that weighs in to everything you guys are doing there? I mean, it definitely does. And there's a little bit of of like an anxiety factor, like going in before of like, you know, you've wanted this moment for so long. Now, if you go out there and shit the bed, you look like the guy that's like, oh, man, I really probably shouldn't have asked for this for so long, huh? Right. But um, I, I, I've been pretty confident in the fact that I wanted this spot because I believed I could live up to the expectations of this spot. 
and it really drove me to show everyone that I could. So, um, you know, for me personally, it was one of those things where it's like, I've been a wrestling fan since I was six years old. I've dreamt about headlining the garden. And here it is, you know, you, like you said, this is the home stretch before it happens. You know, you're inches away from it happening. And all you have to do is, you know, go out there and show people why you should be in that spot. And uh, it really kind of, it, it, it motivated me in ways that I, I, I really haven't had that kind of fire in me in a long time. Um, and it lifted me to kind of bring out the best that I had to offer. You know, there's such a small group of wrestlers that are wrestling today who have worked a 60-minute match. It's, you know, Jay and Roderick Strong and Okada and Omega and Samoa Joe. Like, it's so few. And now you're part of that list. Just what does that mean to you to be kind of part of that fraternity? I mean, it's where I've wanted to be, you know. And I can remember personally watching Roddy and Lethal do 60 and, uh, you know, being in the back and, and thinking, damn, these, these guys, you know, these guys are, are killing it. And um, you always wonder, like, oh, could I do that in that spot? And it, it's, it's one of those things where I knew the answer was yes, and I've just been waiting for people to, to give me the opportunity to show people that I could do something like that. And, um, you know, again, I, I, I wish it didn't end up in a draw, obviously, but... You know, going out there and going 60 minutes only to find out that it's leading to headlining Madison Square Garden, I really can't complain too much. Yeah, no doubt about that. <laughs> Matt Taven's with us here on Jobbing Out. Matt, you're talking about getting this push, and what you've been doing with the kingdom has been so effing awesome for so long, and I think a lot of people have recognized you individually and have said, this is a guy. You can run with this guy, and I think that the Ring of Honor fan base has recognized that for some time. But for you to not just get this opportunity, and again, I don't want to keep harping on this, but to get this opportunity at this point, like for it to come at a time where Madison Square Garden is hanging in the balance, right? Like when you get that word, dude, we're going to give you that push. You're going to get that rocket. Can you put into words what that means to you as a performer? I mean, the instant, uh, you know, the the moment when you realize it's going to happen, it's like, oh yes, this is this is what I'm talking about. And then it's like, okay, well now you gotta now you gotta like strap in and, and really focus. And um, it, it's hard to kind of enjoy the moment or really take it in or what it means. You know, like I said, I, I've been a wrestling fan for as long as I can remember. And you know, I was a giant Bret Hart fan growing up and thinking about like him and Mr. Perfect in Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. him winning the title mm-hmm. at Madison Square Square Garden. I'm also a huge basketball fan, so like always thinking of watching the Knicks and Celtics play and that, that lighting and that roof and just, you know, we've walked by that arena so many times when we um, do the hammer sign, it's right across the street and you just kind of stare at it like Madison Square Garden, all right, you know, one day. And uh, now that day's come and I'm sure it, it probably will be a long time down the road where I'll get to like, you know, be an old man and sit on the rocking chair and be like, I headlined Madison Square Garden because, uh, I can't really enjoy it too much right now because it's like, all right, here it is. So now it's time to, to complete the mission. And, you know, I, I, I want more than anything to walk out of Madison Square Garden, the Ring of Honor world champion. And I think that that's how I envision this, this story ending and how I, I've always wanted the, uh, the fairy tale to come to an end. The fact that it's a ladder match, add anything to it? Of course. You know, of course, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, 25 years ago, Triple H, The Rock, and Madison Square Garden doing a ladder match. You know, I, I broke every piece of furniture in my parents' uh, 
house growing up, you know, pretending that I was uh, in a ladder match. You know, my, I told the story the other day on the podcast that I have. It's like my parents were, were repainting our living room, and you know I busted those ladders out and hung a, a replica belt onto the fan. <laughs> and was like, all right, here I go. And uh, now that, you know, being all grown up and, and having – those dreams that you have as a little kid come true. Uh, you know, I, I talked to my mom earlier and it's just, it, it's when you talk to outside people that kind of really put it in perspective, you know, she doesn't even have the words for what's about to happen. And, um, it, it's one of those things that you envision always happening. And now that it's, it's coming to fruition, it's like, Holy crap, this is, uh, this is going to happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's really going to happen. Matt Taven with us on jobbing out again, before we get to Madison square garden, Ring of Honor comes back to Baltimore. The road to the G1 Supercard hits the UMBC Event Center. That's next Sunday. Go to ringofhonorwrestling.com right now to get your tickets for that. And obviously, ever since Ring of Honor started running UMBC, the events have been amazing. What a cool atmosphere it is there. Matt, do you like like what are you gonna do as far as who's gonna be there that night, right? Because it's like the most in-demand ticket in wrestling at this point. It's sold out in moments. Um, like, are you able to get your friends? Your I'm assuming like literally everyone you've ever known is trying to get inside the world's most famous arena that night. Oh my God, you 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 know you uh, better believe it. People that I haven't talked to in years are like, oh hey, uh, yeah right, what's going on with Madison Square Garden? I'm like, oh hey, you're too freaking late, and I haven't talked to you in a decade, so you're low on the list. Um, but you know, it, it's it's one of those things where. You know, the company, before I knew the match was going to happen, you know, you have to put put in your, your comp list and, you know, the extra tickets that you might be um, looking for, for for such a big event. And uh, it's one of those things where, you know, it's stressful as hell. I can only imagine, like, guys going to the Super Bowl, all their third and eighth cousins come out of the woodwork looking yeah. for a handout. Oh, yeah. And uh, I had a, a, a good, a decent-sized list that I had to kind of cut people off at a certain point and be like, I'm sorry, you know, the list is in and that, that's all there is to it. And I'm kind of glad that I had to turn that list in before, you know, the match was announced because, man, once that match was announced, my phone, I, I wish I could have thrown it in the ocean because it just kept blowing up with like, <laughs> hey, what are you doing April 6th? I'm like, oh, you just, you just happen to ask about that date in particular? <laughs> Weird. So what you're saying is you're probably not going to be able to hook us. I probably shouldn't waste my time. <laughs> You know, if it was up to me, uh, I, w- I would have a lot more more space in the lounge area, but they, they only gave me a certain amount for friends and family. You know, what, what if the last, I guess, nine months, it was probably about nine, eight, nine months ago, it's like, we hear Ring of Honor is going to run it. Then we hear, well, WWE is stepping involved, it may not happen. Then Ring of Honor is running it, and oh yeah, New Japan's getting involved. It sells out. Now you're main eventing it. Just kind of run through what your mindset has been like through all of that. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Uh, when it was announced, I was, you know, in the midst of um, being in that world title scene in the first place. You know, that, that four-way match happened in Fairfax, uh, Virginia, around that time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, also I was going to Mexico. I knew that I was going to be part of the anniversary show down there. And it was really kind of my goal of, like, all right, I'm headlining the biggest show in CMLL. My next stop is, is Madison Square Garden. Like, that's my goal. And so, um, you know, I kind of had it in my mind. I wanted to be in this spot. I wasn't sure who would be the champion or what the case may be, but I was like, how do I do everything in my 
in my, my being to make sure that the most famous arena in the world is headlined by Matt Taven. And it was one of those things where the, the pieces of the puzzle just kind of kept coming together. And I was like, all right, we're, we're, we're making this happen. We're making this happen. And, um, you know, I, luckily enough, I was given the right opportunities and able to shine in all those opportunities. And, and here we are. Like, it, it's just, it's one of those things that you really can't put into words at the same time. Like, I really can't put the cart in front of the horse and be like, oh, let's throw a parade. I made it to Madison Square Garden because the job's not done yet. It's far from being over. Uh, you, I know you worked with uh, Marty last summer, right? So, like, you got some experience with him. Obviously, what he brings to this thing, can you, can you kind of put that into words, like what this opportunity is, particularly being at a guy that you've worked with before? Well, I mean, I've definitely worked a lot more with Jay. I've, I've, I've you know, interacted with Marty here and there, and it's, it's three guys that I know, you know, are, are in this spot for a reason. You know, three of the best guys that Ring of Honor has to offer. And, um, man, you, you really wouldn't want it any other way. You're like, give me the best, and I, I want to show you why I believe that I'm better than all of them. So put them in the ring with me. Let me show you why I scream I'm Matt Taven at all, you know, at all chances um, and all opportunities. And, um, you know, there's going to be so many Melvins loving everything Marty does, and I just cannot wait to embarrass that little Marty the Melvin <laughs> and make everyone see, you know, why I, I talk so much crap about him. Um, and at the same time, you know, you're, you're, you got the, the most prestigious title in the world hanging from the ceiling of Madison Square Garden. If you need any more motivation than that, you probably shouldn't be in the business. You know, as this card starts coming together, obviously we know the Ring of Honor title. We know Osprey's facing Cobb. We know the IWGP title's going to be defended, and Okada or Tanahashi's probably going to be involved there. All these names on the list. Is there going to be a sense of, like, competition between all of you guys to say, all right, I'm the guy who wants to steal the show at Madison Square Garden? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, uh, that competition, especially in Ring of Honor, you know, for years we've paraded around the banner of the best wrestling on the planet. And, you know, every time we go out there, everyone in that locker room is so good that you'll be watching the monitor and uh, you'll see someone have an unbelievable match and you're like, well, it's time to, to kick it up a notch. It's time to show what I got and make sure that I don't get lost in the shuffle um, of all these great, talented guys. Now you, you throw more gasoline on the fire. You put New Japan involved. You put all the top stars from New Japan. You put Madison Square Garden. And just, you know, everyone's going to be so jonesed up for that show. It's going to be hard um, not to go out there and want to make sure that you're the best match on the card. At the same time, it's going to be an unbelievably stacked card. So, um for me personally, I know that, you know, you always joke around. You're like, I'll, I'll hold that for, for, you know, a big show. I'll, I'll wait to bust that out for, you know, for when the most people are watching. Well, that show's coming up. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's right. time to pull out all the stops. It's time to pull out all the tricks out of your head and uh, leave it all out there. Now, oh, by the way, also coming after a 60-minute match where it seemed like you were doing the exact same thing. So I have <laughs> no idea what else you could have. It's true. Well, it was like, you know, you got to get, you know, you got to kill this and you get to Madison Square Garden. It was like, you're going to have to kill me not to get there. <laughs> hey, Matt, so um, obviously you're going for the Ring of Honor world title uh, in New York. I, I, I know that I read once that you worked for the Patriots at one point. I did. You don't happen to own a Super Bowl ring, do you? Oh, why would you bring that up? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's yeah. such a sore subject. Yeah. So... 
<laughs> I worked for the Patriots and, and New England Revolution, and I worked at the time that uh, the undefeated season happened. And uh, I would have got like what they what they do is they have different tiers of Super Bowl rings, and like the office gets like a oh, secondary sure. tier. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so I would have got like you know a secondary tier ring, which is still worth like you know fifteen thousand dollars. No doubt. And yeah. so. I have a big party at my parents' house. Like, I had everyone that I grew up with come over because I thought I was celebrating. Basically, you know, this is a $15,000 windfall I'm about to have on this this game. And, uh, of course, you know, uh, stick them and magic helmets had to be involved for us to lose that that game against uh, the Giants. And and immediately, like, I shut the TV off when when the clock hit zero. I made everyone get out of my house and was like, that's it. I'm going to bed. Everyone out. I'm not talking to a single soul. So I would have had a Super Bowl ring so what you're if, s- um, if it wasn't 18 and 1. I was going to say, what you're saying is that David Tyree is a Melvin. Oh, I don't even <laughs> say his name. You notice I didn't even mention him. He's like the Antichrist to me. <laughs> that's awesome, man. I mean, not awesome that you missed out on Super Bowl ring. Like, I'm bummed for you, but that story is great, dude. I mean, again, and could, if could you have imagined telling Matt, you know, go back, I guess that would have been 2007, 2008, imagine yeah. telling Matt Taven, oh, by the way, this heartbreak that you're feeling right now, in a decade, you're going to be headlining Madison Square Garden. Yeah, exactly. So I'll get my revenge. You know what I mean? I'll be <laughs> in New York City. There'll be plenty of people that hate me as much as I hate David Tyree, and I'll be holding the <laughs> Ring of Honor title high. You, you can burn a Tyree jersey in Madison Square Garden as you come to the ring. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I, you know what? I almost will buy a Tyree jersey just for that moment alone. It's almost worth it. Dude, that is so cool. I had to buy a LeBron James jersey last year over a bet with uh, Shane Taylor. So I thought it did, couldn't get any worse than that. But, you know, Tyree jersey might be might be up there. Oh, my God, man. That's tremendous. That is tremendous. <laughs> hey, um, uh, Matt, before we let you go, we, you know, obviously you're coming back to Baltimore. And I know that, like, you guys have a bigger thing on the horizon. But you know what this crowd is like. You know you've worked this place so many times and you've seen the move into the new building at UMBC. Um, what is coming back to Baltimore? It's sort of like a home base for you guys because of Sinclair. I mean, for me personally, you know, I kind of got my job because of the crowd in Baltimore. There was a match that happened between me and Mike Mondo in 2012. I was there for that. Yeah. You know, and and I'm sure you can remember the feeling. It was like these two guys, Mondo was was more established, obviously, but like for me, I was just the... a guy happy to be there, and then all of a sudden the crowd's chanting your name, and they're they're going crazy, and it's just that kind of momentum really launched me to to get a full time spot with Ring of Honor, and so I'm forever grateful and have this soft spot in my heart for for Baltimore. Um, so I, I always look forward to going back, and you know the 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 UMBC Center there since we've been there over there has been a great crowd. Uh, you know, they booed the hell out of me when I hit the Tranquilo pose last time I was there. So I'm looking forward to making uh, a couple of Baltimore Melvins upset. And at the <laughs> same time, you know, free and on. You know, we're, we're going to be in Baltimore. So I, I need people to know. We need to get Baltimore... Baltimore Supreme Court do something about this you know free announce I it is it is a hot button issue here bro like it <laughs> is uh, like the conversation does not go away I've not watched the HBO show yet um, uh, so I, so I'm a big I was a big serial fan sure. and listened to undisclosed sure. and I, I have my own you know YouTube show travel Taven where we went around to all the different locations and kind of I timed it out to see if it would if it would work the, oh, the police's theory I didn't know um, that 
I had no idea. Yeah. I have to watch that now. Holy crap! I had yeah, no idea. you got to go check it out. It's pretty good. It's, okay. it's probably it's probably my most viewed uh, one. But uh, you know, I've been heavy into the the subject ever since I first heard about it. And the HBO documentary has been unbelievable. I have to watch it. I have not had a chance yet, but I know I will. Yeah, because it's worth checking out. It's, dude, it's so fascinating. The whole thing is so effing captivating, man. And and for me, you know, like, whether it's it's true or not, or the state's theory, you know, if there's a question at all that the 17-year-old kid has spent the best years of his life behind bars, that's a tragedy. You well, know it, what I mean? You're, it, you're just... Yeah. You're, taking the best years of someone's life away for something he might not be uh, responsible for. Now, that's 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 heartbreaking. It does seem as though, and, and we're going down a road here, but it does seem as though, like, it perhaps, even if, like, you're not declaring him not guilty today, like, the idea that maybe it might not be worthy of a new trial, like, to at least go through and make sure. Exactly. Come on, Let's man. Let's go over this one more time, you know what I mean? Go over with a fine-tooth comb. Dude, uh, what can we plug for you? Uh, the podcast, social media, the whole deal. What can we plug for you? So I have a new podcast out. It's called uh, Take a Bump. That's not a drug reference. That's a wrestling reference. <laughs> all right, so cut it out. Um, it, take a Bump. Check it out. We're three episodes deep. We just had my best buddy, Mike Bennett, on the last episode. So we're just getting off the ground. So it would help out a lot of people. Go check it out. I have a YouTube channel and uh, a YouTube show. Well, YouTube backslash Matt Taven. You can find that. I haven't. Uh, put out the newest uh, episode of it because I have to do voiceovers and the editing for it is a nightmare. And I just have so many things going on. I'm going to the UK tomorrow. So it's like, people get off my back. I'll get to it. <laughs> and uh, anything else, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Pro Wrestling Tees. If you know how to spell Taven, which is T-A-V-E-N, and if you spell it Tavern, you're the biggest Melvin in the world. Uh, <laughs> but if you know how to spell correctly because you have a fully functioning brain, you can find me pretty easily, and uh, you can see what I'm up to at all times. Uh, dude, we love talking to you. We, we can't wait for next Sunday in Baltimore, and we can't wait for Madison Square Garden. Holy crap. Yep. And Madison the G1 Supercard. Uh, Matt, congratulations on everything, man. You deserve this, and you're running with it and kicking ass, dude. And best of luck moving forward. Thank you for taking the time for us. No, thank you guys for having me. It's fun chatting. I'll see you next week. Awesome. Appreciate Matt Taven joining us. And, again, what a night that's going to be the night before WrestleMania at Madison Square Garden. All right, uh, back in here. It's uh, Glenn, Aaron, and Brandon as we wind down for this week's episode of Jobbing Out. It's time for us to touch on a few things we haven't had the opportunity to touch on earlier on in the show. And, Aaron, since we were just talking to Matt Taven, why don't we flush out a little bit more about what we know as we head towards that huge, huge event the night before Mania. Yeah, I mean, the 17th anniversary show was a, a really good show out in Vegas. Uh, obviously, the 60-minute the draw uh, that Lethal and Taven had. Uh, Villain Enterprises, Brody King and PCO, two former jobbing out guests, main evented the 17th anniversary show and won the tag titles. That's dope. So clearly we gave them that boost Obvi- in order to do obviously, that. Obviously. Obviously. Um, and, and the Jeff Cobb, Shane Taylor match was ridiculous. So go back and find that. But um, we're, we've gotten a lot of clarity on the G1 Supercard in the past week. Um it's shaping up to be a really good show. Obviously, we talked about the, the triple threat for the title. We still don't know the IWGP title, though at this point it's looking like it's either Jay White versus Okada or Jay White versus Tanahashi. Either of those yeah, are going to suck. Yeah, right. Um, we found out a couple matches. Uh, one inter- interpromotional match is uh, Jeff Cobb versus Will Ospreay, oh, which dude. is everything. Right? And it's two different styles. Oh, man, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be 
Like, if that's not the match of the weekend, I don't know what's going to be, honestly. Yeah, that's dope. Um, there's been some hints. So they, they've been hinting that uh, Kota Ibushi is going after the IC title. So we might see Ibushi versus Naito. Oh, that that might also God, be at Madison Square great. Garden. Man, that would be great. Wow. That would be great. Wow. And um, the other really interesting thing that came out this weekend is Bully Ray has laid down an open challenge. The way he laid down an open challenge was that he said... I fought in Madison Square Garden. Nobody else around here has fought in Madison Square Garden. I'm laying down an open challenge for someone on my level. And then he dropped... Then he called people punks a lot. Oh, yeah, I'm not... It's not going to be that. I am curious about what it's going to be because they're making it way too big a deal for it to be flip gordon yeah, coming out i hear you but i'm not i'm not gonna let myself get worked up by it I'm no sure. i'm not i'm not worked up in that way i am curious where they might go that way though because it does sound like they're really hyping up that it's going to be a former wwe star who has wrestled in madison square garden uh facing bully ray all right, so all right let's stay on uh, ring of honor for a second because there was a story that unfolded this past week involving jay lethal you know not directly but indirectly and it really is kind of a fascinating situation that unfolded with he and David Starr. So, Aaron, the deal is, do you know what the promotion is that's running this event in Israel? Uh, I'd have to look up the exact. It, it's I don't know the name off the top of my head, okay. but okay. yes. So they, the, they, are, they, are host, they announced a few weeks ago they're hosting Jay Lethal against David Starr, and Jay Lethal is putting the Ring of Honor title on the line. So that part alone is fascinating to me, right? Like, that part alone that... It's part of whatever your deals are. You can, you know, put your Ring of Honor title on the line in another promotions event. Um, look, we obviously know he's not. Going IPWA to, is right. the name of and, the company. And clearly, we know he's not going to lose it unless Ring of Honor secretly signed David Starr. But there's no reason to think that that's the case. Um, so that, we're, assu- we're also assuming that the title will be on Jay Lethal's hands at that point. And that's also a very good point as well, because clearly there's a pretty big deal between now and then. Um. It, so David Starr, who is Jewish, unlike Aaron, who is decidedly not Jewish, he is a fake Jew. He just he's a he's a comfortable uh, I'll pretend like I'm Jewish when it works for me type. Uh, David Starr puts out this video on Twitter and goes after Sinclair Broadcasting. Sinclair Broadcast, and he doesn't. I don't. I don't even think he said them by name at any point, right? Like he just. Said, he. I. I don't know if he ever used, but he definitely said your overlords. Your right. like he made it very clear who he's talking. If about. you're not aware, Sinclair Broadcasting, who owns Ring of Honor, owns a bunch of TV stations and small markets, or not major markets, uh, across the country. They are extremely right wing. Now the news shows they present mostly avoid it but they throw in, like, little commentary pieces that are as extreme, if not more extreme, than anything you'd see on Fox News. They'll throw in, like, a mandatory... Every every local station has to take, like, a one-minute commentary from their political commentary person nationally who is a right-wing extremist. And they are known for their hardcore right-wing politics. Clearly... David Starr, if you know anything about his character and being Jewish. He calls himself the Bernie Sanders of professional wrestling. Exactly right. So with all that on the table, he decides to try to run with it, which makes all the sense in the world, right? Like, you're going to try to sell an event in Israel? This seems all like smart things to do. The problem being, like, Ring of Honor 
has done everything in their power to kind of distance themselves from Sinclair's politics. They just want to be a wrestling company that happens to be owned by a very right-wing, you know, broadcasting brand. They just want to do wrestling. And Joe Coff's talked about that. Like, they just don't want to be associated so directly with the politics of Sinclair Broadcasting. So, Ring of Honor's not thrilled. They let it be known that they're not thrilled that David Starr is positioning himself against um, their politics and politely says, pull the video down or Jay Lethal can't do the event. And it's fascinating because there's a part of me that says, boy, that's pretty chicken shit. And then there's a part of me that says, well, I get it. <laughs> like, I completely get it. You're trying to not make politics part of who you are as a wrestling company because as a wrestling company, you want everybody to watch your programming no matter what their politics are. So in an era where it's all very worked shoot, presumably other wrestlers have probably thought about this. None whose characters are quite to the left the way that David Starr's is. Not and none who can have the mic skill of David Starr, possibly. Right, great point. (laughs) Um, it, it is really interesting to me, this entire situation, without having a direct answer to, you know, is any of this okay? Like, my gut tells me I understand all sides of this equation, and it's unfortunate because it's a great way to try to sell your event, but I can't be all that surprised that Ring of Honor would balk at it and not be okay with it and, you know, would, would make a threat that they can because they have the power to do so. I mean, look, this is the way, like, from the moment that thing was released, this was the way it was going to go down. And this is the the funny thing about it is it gave it all the power. Most people wouldn't have seen this promo unless this happened. Right. The story was Ring of Honor got this pulled down. Without that, it's still a great promo, and people would have seen it eventually, but not as quickly and not in the numbers as it came out. Um, I, I agreed. Absolutely. It probably wouldn't have yeah. been, we, we probably wouldn't be talking about it on this show. We probably wouldn't be, I, I don't know that anybody would have noticed it outside of the hardcore wrestling community, you know? Like, I'm, su- I'm surprised that people, you know, the companies that I'm sure have people when they're in charge of marketing communications haven't caught on by now that deleting things gives things way more attention, you okay. know? Right. That's, Take, that's taking true. things down, removing things things um the idea that you're you know silencing someone or whatever that is way more of a news item than whatever the person posted in the first place agreed on all accounts all agreed um that again so is there a better way for them to do it is the answer for them to say okay leave the video up but we're gonna pass along this word you guys need to stop you can't go down this road any further we, we're not going to have you take the video down because we don't want to bring that much attention to it. But, and again, also, by the way, other people had already gotten their hands on the video to share it. Right, it was, it was already up on Pro Wrestling Sheep. Right. That's why it's still up on so Pro Wrestling So all they Sheep. really accomplished was getting more people to talk about it. Like, that's yep. really all they accomplished <laughs> exactly. in the process. So probably the better play is, okay, leave the video up, but we're telling you, stop talking about it and don't bring it up. And I don't know how easy that is to do because, again, David Starr has no allegiance to Ring of Honor. Like, he has no... He was clearly willing to, to, to exp- expressly explain what had happened, that Ring of Honor had wielded their power in this situation to get him to pull the video down. 
So they clearly look bad in the entire. Pro- I, I, it's a this is a really fascinating thing, man. It's fascinating. I don't know what the answer is, but I think you're right, Brandon, in that clearly they brought far more attention to it by doing what they did. And uh, I'm hoping we'll get more clarity on it next week. Uh, Tease. Oh, is oh right, right, right. We have a guest that's joining us. Can we just say it? If you want, sure. Okay, yeah, we're supposed to get David Starr next week. David Starr on the show next week. And so we will wow. clearly be talking about this. There is no doubt that that topic will come up. And based on how he's handled on social media, it appears as though he's just fine talking about it. He just can't. That video he had to pull down, that's it. But it appears as though he's fine. Until, until he calls you the night before and says, I don't want to talk if he about does, this. If he pulls a Ryback, we will pull what we pulled with Ryback. <laughs> we, we did it once. We are happy to do it again. If you tell us we are not allowed to talk about the thing that you are talking about with everyone else, <laughs> then you can always go fuck yourself. <laughs> to be fair, there's a lot more to talk about with David Starr if we don't talk about the video uh, than there was with Ryback. That's all well and good. If he's talking about it with everybody oh, yes. else that's, yes. and then tells us we, there's, there's certainly things that we understand guys can't talk about, won't talk about, don't want to talk about, and we can make a decision amongst us like do we need to do that? That's fine. But when you're talking yeah. about it, and then you say it to us, but we won't talk about it with you. Yes. We will. Right back to Dick. It is going to be our policy forever that you can shove every single digit you have right directly up your asshole in that situation. We will not do that interview. Ever, yes. ever, ever. All right. Um, what else do we need to cover? Because I've already forgotten about it. Uh, WWE selling Titan Towers. End of an era. What? Oh, did you not see this? I, yeah. No. I have no idea. There, there, there's a bigger office facility in Stamford that apparently has opened up. So they are selling Titan Towers and moving. Oh, my into God. I know. Clearly, AEW is going to come in and buy it. I, I have. I mean, there's no real thoughts to have about it. But, like, yeah, it is kind of crazy, right? Like, it, it's nuts. It's in the end of an era and all those things. But it's also a lot not like anybody went and visited Titan Towers either. No. No, but it, it was it was a landmark. Like we, they use the image pretty oh, liberally, especially true. in like the Attitude Era. And oh, stuff. a thousand and times. Inside, you know, what would be great is if they did an empty Titan Towers match. <laughs> Maybe it wouldn't be great. <laughs> well, what they should do. They're they're not going to keep it. But what they should do is keep it and turn it into the Hall of Fame. Uh, ah. That would be great. The other thing that they should somehow try to make it seem as though it's our truth and Carmella's fault that they had to sell Titan <laughs> Tower. That would be a really great point. They lower the property value too much. Which brings us to the next thing we need to discuss, which is example number 6,557,555, whatever, of how great our truth is in announcing on Twitter this week that he is the host of WrestleMania. <laughs> God, I love him. I love Are we him. sure he isn't? Well, I mean, there is a host of WrestleMania, and in storyline, it's perfect for our truth to be oblivious to the idea that someone else has. It, it's a well, it, it's Carmella. What? Carmella is the host. <laughs> what do you? What, what do you? What do you mean? What? Who was it that he kept uh, uh, mixing up with Carmella? I know it was well, Maurice at one point. He mixes up Carmella at one point with all of the blondes in the locker room. So Alexa is blonde. So thus, it's Carmella you're hosting. Saying, okay, you're no, saying he that. was he was it was the uh, it was like he thought someone else was Carmella because he was trying to challenge. Yeah, there were like the two or three. There were two or three different. Right. No, I remember it very well. And I yes. Just, I just hadn't thought that part through. What you were saying. No, that makes sense. That because they announced a female performer as the host. 
that in his mind that means that Carmela is the host because Carmela yes. is every female performer. And again, that works quite well with uh, with who he is in character. Now, if what you want to say is from there, it's a very happy accident. And you say, it would make an awful lot of sense for us to interject our truth and Carmela into the course of the program somehow. Not going to argue. But you're already giving a host and two special correspondents and six billion matches on the and, card. And, and a, a musical, musical headliner. Don't forget about that. Is there? Do we? Who? Elias. Elias said oh, he's the musical right, act. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm like, wait a second. Am I missing something? Did Flo Rida come back? <laughs> Pitbull and Flo Rida are back. Uh, God. <laughs> All right. Anything else we need to touch on before we wrap up? Uh, yeah. You know what? I, I do want to touch on one other thing. That's uh, they did announce one more person to the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, uh, right. Name is uh, Sue Atchison. Atchison. Yes. Um, she she's a backstage worker. The only reason this is interesting to me, a for the fact that this is the first time they've done this, a backstage worker. But if you remember back to Warriors Hall of Fame speech where the Warrior Award started. That's what this award was supposed to be. He proposed it as, I want to give it to these backstage workers, the people behind the scenes, the, the camera worker, the whatever. Like, that's what he said in the speech, and then it turned into, you know, what the WWE wanted. Right, but it's interesting to see it go full circle like this. Um, look, I, I'm fine. I, you know, I don't know if this means anything. It's not, it's not really interesting, because unfortunately, again, in-house, it means a lot. It doesn't mean anybody anything to anybody else. And I'm not saying this woman isn't amazing and doesn't deserve a moment. All of those things. A everyone, but, all the wrestlers seem to love this. Like, correct. They and were going on Twitter talking about stories with her and stuff, and, and, so she and, seems very deserving. And that's it. great. And telling her story is a neat thing, but it's just not interesting. And that's I, I, I'm not trying to be so crass. It's like, literally, I just don't care. And that's only because I have only so many things that I'm capable of caring about. Now, that night, we might all be in tears listening to someone talk about this lady because she's that wonderful. And that night, I might feel differently. But today, I, you know, I, how could I possibly have a thought? Um, and frankly, they didn't do a great job in the announcement of it this week either. Like, they, they showed all the wrestlers seeming to care, but they didn't really tell us why. Like, they get it. Like, she's been involved and everybody loves her and... She helps with Make-A-Wish, and that's all well and good. But, like, maybe if they had a video rolling out of, like, her... I don't know. I, I don't know. And I'm not... I feel like we're giving it too much time to talk about it because it's just really not that interesting. But all right. neat moment, neat lady, apparently. Good good for her. So that's that's cool, and if that's what they want to do, it's their reward. They can do that. And, you know, if they've already got the event sold out, then clearly they're not all that worried about putting butts in seats. So what it is. Well, something that is going to put butts in seats, like that segue... <laughs> yes. It, I, I felt like um, like uh, the delicious dish just now. Like, well, something that will put <laughs> right. butts in seats. <laughs> Tell me about no, your any, sweaty balls. Anyway, um, the, we have a firm card now for NXT Takeover, and I just want to say it all together so that since we're going to be there, I think this is worthy of of our attendance. Um, so now we know it's Johnny Gargano versus. Adam Cole in a two out of three falls match for the NXT Championship. Yep. War Raiders versus the winner of the winner. NXT. Yes, thank right. you. Be careful there. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Which, if you read the spoiler, that match is going to be fucking crazy. Shut up! Um, Shut up! WWE UK Championship match. Yes. Done versus Walter. Yes. <laughs> and is this a spoiler? The women's championship? No, I mean, they've been teasing it. Well, wait, well, hang oh. on. The last I remember, he announced that he, she was going to face all of them. Yes. So right. it's Shayna Baszler 
Baszler versus Io Shirai versus Bianca Belair versus right. Kyrie Sane, Correct. which will be great. That, that, yes. Yeah, that was last week. All right. Okay, great. No, look, I mean, clearly, it's a great card. I mean, who's going to complain? And we better get Bugenhagen in the pre-show. That would be really great, too. I mean, Like I said on Twitter, they need to make that an access uh, little thing where you can airband with them for 30 seconds. By the way, there's actually a ch- I'm actually nervous about when I'm going to get to New York. I might end up driving up after my show on Friday. Because I'm, what? I'm nervous about the timing of everything. Like, looking at... I mean, there's not, like, a 1 o'clock bus from White Marsh? Because driving to New York is quicker. No, it's going to be the same time either way, but I can drive directly to Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, right. I don't have to drive. I don't have to get from Bro- to from where the megabus drops you off to Brooklyn, adding right. another hour and a half into the process. So True. that's the reason why I'm considering doing it because I might not be able to leave the office until twelve thirty that day, which cuts me awfully close for a one o'clock bus and the whole deal. That's that's the point that I'm trying to make. Cool. All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up. Um, Brandon, what's coming up at Ramshead Live? I saw you were hanging out with T-Pain this week. I was. Uh, we bought him a drink. Um, sorry, had to. Um, yeah, it was great. Sold out show last night. Well, I guess, well, whatever. Wednesday night. Um, <laughs> sorry. You had a show. It was and this week. We have Google Bordello Friday night, depending on when you listen to this show. Um We've got Soja coming up uh, April 13th. Uh, and, by the way, a real and, strict real strict no marijuana policy with the guys from Soja. Just a real <laughs> strict. They do not put up with that whatsoever, your shenanigans. Right. Black Label Society May 13th and lots of other stuff. Just uh, go to ramsedlive.com and check it out. Aaron, your plugs. Uh, just keep your eye on Baltimore Sun. I should have a couple interviews coming out and more as we uh, head towards WrestleMania weekend. And, of course, uh, follow me on Twitter at the Oster. Follow the show at Jobby Out Show. You can email us at Show at gmail.com. All right, very good. At Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com for me. Thanks again to Matt Taven for joining us. For Aaron, for Brandon, and for the main event, vent, 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 AJ Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out. Brandon, you. Coming out! Can't.